Hey everyone, um, Michaela here um, to introduce another episode of our On The Front Line series. So in between our normal episodes, our normal episodes and me and Joe talking about a topic or Joe and I interviewing someone, we have episodes from a mini-series called On The Front Lines. On The Front Lines is this mini-series where we hear from a group or um, person um, from the front lines of um, the climate crisis or other liberation struggles and we hear about what their group is doing, what's the organising like there, what tactics they're using, what does their frontline struggle look like and how can we, um, from wherever we are in the world, stand in active solidarity and support their cause. So this week we are hearing from Derek from the Nuclear and Coal-Free Bataan Movement, which is a big coalition community-based network of organisations and individuals who want to resist um, coal and nuclear um, in the Philippines. And um, Derek talks to us about what how they work about the fact that it's like a movement building work it's community-based organizing um about the impacts of coal plants and nuclear on Derek's own communities and the communities involved um with the nuclear and coal-free Bataan movement um Derek also talks to us about the huge amounts of threats that um environmental defenders and climate activists in the Philippines face um and I won't go into that too much because Derek will talk about that there but it's really important um that we listen that we take this on onto ourselves personally as in we don't just listen and move on with our lives we really think how can we integrate our understanding of these struggles into our lives and the organizing that we're doing um please do support the nuclear and coal free Bataan movement and you can find their socials and ways that you can support in the um description of this episode um but without further ado um here's Derek Good evening or good morning. I am Veronica Habe. Friends and colleagues fondly call me Derek. I am a volunteer community organizer at the same time coordinator of the Nuclear and Coal-Free Bataan Movement in the Philippines. Nuclear and Coal-Free Bataan Movement is a community-based network of organizations and individuals that campaigns for the protection of communities against the perils of nuclear and fossil fuel energies and its related businesses operating and expanding in the province. Vis-a-vis, we are also advocating for sustainable, more environment-friendly sources of energy and also campaigning for climate justice. Our main strategy is grassroots movement building capacity building and direct public campaigning. Since our work is largely about movement building, the bulk of my work is in community organizing. All of us want to live in peace with our environment, to be able to breathe fresh and clean air, to hear the humming of the birds. We all want a simple and happy life. But I still remember Once we had a serene life in my community, we enjoyed the bounty of nature, but not until things became different and our way of lives have changed. Our province, Bataan, is a small province found in central Luzon in the Philippines, where five coal-fired power plants are located and declared as energy projects of national significance. 
These cold projects amount to 4,060 megawatts in total, and only a small portion of this energy supply is benefiting the province as a source of energy. But there are also more aside from coal plants. We also have oil refinery, oil depot, huge coal stockpiles are also operating in the communities in Bataan. Also, fossil gas or natural gas plants and terminals and waste-to-energy plants are being proposed to be constructed and the most crucial is the proposed operation of the first nuclear facility that was built in the country which is located in our province. First, before we dip into details, I want we go into the details, I want you to imagine living in a community beside the coal-fired power plant. It is a few steps away from our house. Right now, we are experiencing a lot of issues that cause so much anxieties. Instead of the birds humming, we are being disturbed by the deafening noise coming from the coal plant. Coal ash or dust falls down practically everywhere. Like you can see it in the kitchen, you can see it in our clothes, you can see it in our water tanks, everywhere. Sadly, the fresh air we breathe, we used to breathe, has gone. Only the smell of burnt rubber, a rotten egg, and a sulfur linger in the atmosphere, shattering our lungs and makes our people sick. Our ocean is also polluted. Reports in the past said that some species of our fish have been found contaminated by heavy and toxic metals like mercury and lead, thorium, and cadmium. Because of that, the source of livelihood of our community is being compromised. Also, before, there was ample source of clean water. We used to have many free flows or water springs. And we use it for domestic, domestic uh, use. Now, every free flows or water springs have dried up and there are instances where water is being rationed or scheduled service. Sadly, what used to be a simple but peaceful life then has now gone and now existing only in our dreams because everything has changed and destroyed. Everything have happened because coal-fired power plants have been operational since 2013. We are suffering because this kind of businesses. We became the sacrificial lamb so that this dirty fossil fuel business would thrive and prosper. Is this the kind of life we have dreamt of living in the future? Is this the kind of life that we want our children to thrive on. You see, businesses have right to do their business, but not at the expense of our right to live. By this, I meant that government's business is not about making promises, but essentially must uphold its duty to safeguard the rights of the people, especially of those who have less in life, mainly peasants, fishers, workers, communities, women, amidst the influence and pressures from the giants in businesses.
The construction and expansion of these coal-fired power plants in our community have caused overlapping environmental degradation and further poverty in recent years. Communities were evicted, like some of my neighbors, fisher folks were evicted. They were prohibited from fishing around the plant sites to give way to the plant construction of their pier and expansion of their facility. Our old grown trees were cut and vegetable farms in our backyard were destroyed. The daily plant's operation involves waste spillage in the roads, emission of sickening ashes and odor, and constant troubling noise that are neither monitored nor mitigated. Basically, the degradation of the environment manifests in the drastic decline of our fish harvests from the bay. In particular, the economic conditions, condition of the residents, water crisis, and prevalence of respiratory illnesses and skin diseases that are associated with polluted environment. You see, violations of environmental laws Social legislations and human rights are prevalent, especially in our community where projects are operating. Worse, they are being justified by the national significance of the power plants, ironically, in the era of climate change. By declaring the power plants as nationally significant energy projects, backing it with specific policies give the company the most favored status at the expense of the rights of the communities, particularly to be generally informed or to be consulted and to participate in programs that have critical impacts to their lives. Thus, both the local and national governments are violating their duties to the people. This situation has left us of no choice but to resist, to defend and protect our rights. But as we defend our rights, we Defenders are exposed to too many risks and are subjected to multiple forms of violations. Particularly more pressing is the shrinking democratic space and worsening case of impunity in a country. At present, activism is being criminalized. With the anti-terror law, the state is weaponizing the law against legitimate dissenters and activists. Human rights and environmental rights defenders are being read that, threatened, vilified, and intimidated. Even media networks are being shut down and silenced when they report and speak about the truth. Worse, activists are being persecuted and linked up with terrorists in many cases. Much worse, the killings of community and human rights defenders who were just defending their rights to land, livelihood, health, environment, even their right to breathe clean and safe air. And this was the case of our, our colleague at the Gloria Habitat. She was the one who led the campaign against the coal stockpile and coal plant operating in their hometown. Until now, Justice has yet to be served. As I quote, the recent report made by Global Witness that 30 environmental human rights defenders were killed since 2016 in my country. The first was my colleague, Gloria Capitan. 
Ate Gloria was 57 year old that time. She was a grandmother of 18 grandchildren. She was the first environmental human rights defender victim of extrajudicial killing under the Duterte administration. In 2016, she was shot three times at close range in the neck with the bullets piercing her jawline and shoulders right in front of her colleague and two grandchildren. We are wondering what could be the motive of her killing? Who benefited in the killing? Up to the time of her death, Gloria Capitan was the president of Samahan ng nagkakaisang mamamayan ng Lucanin or United People of Lucanin. This is a local chapter of the Kolfi Bataan movement which we have organized and has actively voiced out opposition to the presence of to the presence of the coal storage facility operating in their barangay. The ongoing operation of the coal plants by San Miguel Corporation, as well as plans for further expansion of coal energy in the province. The association was organized at the height of the issues on pollution coming from the open coal storage. Cases of skin diseases, upper respiratory ailments, air pollution, and destruction of marine life and seabed have been on the rise following the operation of the coal plant and the open coal facilities. Prior to the killings, Ate Gloria and her colleagues, her group in the village, were subjected to harassment, threats, and even bribes to force them to abandon their cause. Now, six years have passed since Gloria was killed, but justice has yet to be served. Not a single invitation to the company was conducted by authorities, including government officials who did significant tasks in influencing or pressuring Gloria and her colleagues to stop the campaign. However, despite of the great risks and exposure to violations, we as a community have continued our resistance and work in defending our rights that have been continuously disregarded and violated by businesses who have the power to influence and dictate people in power or governments to do policies that disregard the welfare of the environment and human rights. Just like what we have experienced after two years of glorious killing, our colleagues, after our dialogue with the Commission on Human Rights about the demolition issue, because some of, because I did a project would be planned to operate there, the, the colleagues of mine were charged of slander and they were arrested and they were just released because we paid them a bail of amounting to 20,000 pesos. I think in this line, we ask the government to stand with the people and their human rights, to have the decency and courage to demand accountability from businesses that cause harm to people and the environment. But in our experience, it is otherwise. More so, we ask the accountability of government actors for its leniency and inaction over the rampant violations of people's rights for the benefit of profit and one-sided development. Yes, they have the right to do business, but we have rights too. And this is our call for the government to stand up for our rights. 
This is all for now and we thank you for giving us the chance to speak right here in this podcast about our experience and our demand to to respect and fulfill our rights as human beings and as part of community. Again, this is Veronica Cabe for Nuclear Free Nuclear and Coal Free Bataan Movement. Thank you. Thank you so much to Derek for recording that episode and for sharing about your community and about the work that you're doing. Um, it's super important and it really is like really fucking horrendous like how much these big corporations get away with, how much these fossil fuel companies and these like very extractive energy companies get away with literally poisoning the land and the water of peoples. Um, I found it really poignant when Derek was saying that they feel like they're the sacrificial lambs um, for the rest of the world because I've been reading a lot about sacrifice zones recently and like how much literally for for lives in the global north of like extreme excess to be possible um, and for capitalism and imperialism to be possible, there are literal parts of the world that are being sacrificed for that. Um, and it's a very deliberate thing that's being done by corporations and it's a very thing that's known about and I think that is. Yeah, it's, it's just awful. And, and this shows why we really need to genuinely transform the world, not just to have, like, this world but green, but also transform it um, completely. So, yeah, thank you so much, Derek, um, for coming and talking to us. I hope everyone will be um, supporting their group, supporting the Nuclear and Coal Free Bataan movement. Um, links for how you can support are in the episode description. Um, so I've been Michaela Loach. This podcast is also co-hosted by Joe Becker. You can find us both on social media at Michaela Loach and at Trees and Peace. Um, you can follow the Yikes podcast on social media at the Yikes podcast on um, Instagram and at the Yikes pod on Twitter, um, where we'll be sharing clips from this episode. So if you want to share about the nuclear and coal free Bhutan movement as well, you, we hope you'll be able to share a clip on there fairly soon. Um, please do rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it. The more fabulous ratings that we get the more people that we reach with these episodes um we hope that you've been, been enjoying these on the front line episodes as well as the normal episodes and yeah you can dm um the x podcast on any social media to give us some feedback big thank you to our patreons that have made this work happen it wouldn't be possible without you um your support means the absolute world and we are so grateful for you and thank you to finley for doing the sound magic um and editing and everything on this episode and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode with me and Joe. Bye. Hi everyone. Um, we're going to talk to you a bit about Patreon, which is how this podcast is financially supported. Yeah, so we are a community-funded project, um, and basically, Patreon is a website where um, people can support creators that produce content like this podcast, um, which is freely accessible. But if you do want to support this project um, because you've learned something from it, or yeah, just because you kind of like. I guess want to uh, invest in it and that we can pay our guests we can pay for artwork and music and all of these things um, then yeah you can use Patreon where basically we have an account um, and the tiers there's different tiers and you can start from £3 a month and yeah we produce uh, extra content on there 
uh, in the weeks that we don't release an episode and in the weeks that we do upload something you get the content earlier four days earlier and without ads and any breaks so you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash the yikes podcast there's lots of other stuff on there um you get an early episode you get to support this work because we don't do many or if not any ads normally um in other ways so the way this work is able to happen is because of patreon um so your support genuinely means the world to all our patrons who have already supported us so far in the past or currently thank you so much because this podcast wouldn't genuinely be possible without you guys um and we're really really grateful for all of your support so if you can please do head over to patreon.com slash the podcast and support us on patreon 